Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Good morning. Heightened alert. The Pentagon tells thousands of U.S. troops to be ready for deployment as tensions escalate over a possible Russian invasion of Ukraine. They have not only shown no signs of de-escalating, but they are, in fact, adding more force capability. Congress now requesting an emergency briefing on the growing crisis. So what's the next move for the White House and for Vladimir Putin? We're live with the very latest. Wild ride, all eyes on Wall Street after a roller coaster day. The Dow plummeting more than a thousand points before an historic bounce back. This morning, an inside look at what is driving the ups and downs and what it all means for your wallet, your retirement, and your bottom line. Bone chilling, a new blast of frigid Arctic air moving east, nearly 30 million people in its path today. Al will tell us how long it will last and what you need to know about the potential for the next major snowstorm. Peloton problems, a major shareholder calling on the fitness giant to fire its CEO and sell the company. This as Peloton takes another pop culture hit. You're having a heart attack, we're here to just I'm get you. I'm doing a Peloton class with Tunde. How the company is responding straight ahead. All that plus, where's the value? The toll of record high inflation on menu prices at your favorite fast food chains while you're paying more and getting less. Today, Tuesday, January 25th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today on this uh, Tuesday morning. So happy you're here with us. Wall Street in the wake of the Dow's 1,200-point swing in one day. Crazier than the Bills Chiefs and the other night. <laughs> exactly. So why is this happening and what should people watch out for today? We're going to get into that. But we do start with the latest on the rising tension in Ukraine. The Pentagon now putting 8,500 troops on heightened alert as President Biden weighs the next move for the U.S. We're going to start this morning with NBC's senior White House correspondent Kelly O'Donnell. Hey, Kelly, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. While Russia continues to deny it will invade Ukraine, despite menacing behavior, defense officials have sent additional Marines to protect the American embassy in Ukraine's capital. And active duty units in the United States are getting the call to prepare as President Biden considers a range of military options to protect Europe. This morning, the dangerous and escalating actions of Vladimir Putin along Ukraine's border could send thousands of American troops overseas. 8,500 U.S. soldiers and service members are now on heightened alert, ready to be sent to Europe to join a NATO response force. No final decision has been made to deploy them. But President Biden did commit publicly to make U.S. troops available if the 30-nation NATO alliance needs more military help. Well, we're going to fortify our NATO allies. Monday, in the Situation Room, he met by video conference with eight European leaders. Last week, the president said there were differences among leaders, but now he claims they're in full agreement. I had a very, very, very good meeting, total unanimity with all the European leaders. Pressure is building as Putin defies demands to pull back. 
As U.S. officials say Russia continues to build up troops near Ukraine, the Russian Ministry of Defense releasing video of its forces preparing readiness checks. They have not only shown no signs of de-escalating, but they are in fact adding more force capability. A disturbing sign that pushed NATO to ask member nations to do more. Now welcome that allies are stepping up. The White House is putting the risks in stark terms. We have been very clear, and the president has been direct, that military action by Russia could come at any one at any time. Vice President Harris traveling in Milwaukee with a warning for Putin. I can't tell you what he's going to do, but we are prepared to take decisive action if he moves in an aggressive manner into Ukraine. Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer asked the White House to set up in-person briefings on Ukraine for all members of the House and Senate, and plans for that are moving forward. Hoda? Meantime, uh, Kelly, there was another headline out of Washington. President Biden was caught. He was swearing on a hot mic at a reporter yesterday. So what happened there? You Do you think inflation is a political liability? That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a Reporters had asked the president about Ukraine, an urgent topic, because the president has not said whether he's sending troops overseas. But he appeared frustrated, saying he wanted questions on the subject of the event, which was related to the economy. So Peter Ducey of Fox asked about inflation and got that insulting response in front of a microphone and an audience. The White House says the president called Ducey last night, and he said on television the president told him it wasn't personal, and they cleared the air. Hoda? Kelly O'Donnell for us here at the White House. Kelly, thank you. Meanwhile, all eyes are on Wall Street after yesterday's wild ride for the stock market. At one point, the Dow was down more than 1,100 points, but by the closing ball, bell, it was up nearly 100 points. The Nasdaq and S&P also experiencing a wild day. What does the volatility mean for your wallet? Let's bring in NBC senior business correspondent Stephanie Rule. Steph, I love a roller coaster as much as the next one, but this was crazy. What is causing these swings? I like that you said the closing ball because watching the markets <laughs> yesterday was like watching the NFL over the weekend. Clearly, there was a lot going on, so you got to put things in perspective. We started the year with markets hitting record highs. Good news. The economy clearly in recovery. Very good news. But at the same time, inflation is hitting a 40-year high. That's not good news. So the Federal Reserve is likely taking action. They're meeting over the next couple days, and we will likely get an announcement of plans to raise interest rates. That will be meant to cool the economy a bit and slow inflation. Now, the markets don't necessarily like that, because when interest rates are at zero, that means it's very cheap for companies to go out and borrow to grow their businesses. It's like having a safety net under the stock market. We're likely going to hear from the Fed that they're going to pull that safety net away, which means the economy is stronger, but it makes the markets a little jittery. We're also learning a lot of corporate earnings this week, and some of the biggest companies out there are having kind of mixed performances. And then the last thing is geopolitical risk. The news we're getting between the United States and Russia and potential conflict in Ukraine, that had a lot of investors throughout the day pulling out. But then when you talk about the wild swings, we saw markets drop so much that they hadn't hit these levels since March of 2020. And by the end of the day, a lot of investors said, hold on, at these prices, I may be looking to step back in. And that's when we ended up at the green at the end of the day. A reminder that the stock market it doesn't just go up, it also goes down. And Steph, let's just talk about everyday people. Uh, they invest a little, maybe their 401k is invested in the market and they freaked out after seeing this rise and fall. They may be panicking. Should they pull out or hold on to their stock? 
They should absolutely not panic, but they should remember that stocks do go up and down. Volatility, corrections, these are normal parts of the market. The last 18 months we've had with all of this Fed support, that's not normal. Now, people need to remember, though, investing in the stock market should be for five years or more, saving, building up for retirement. The stock market is not a place to play. If you're looking to make some money for an addition you want to put on your house or save up for a vacation, playing the markets is not for investors. Hang tight. All right, Stephanie, rule for us. Steph, thank you. And thank now to the you. latest twist in the pandemic with the Omicron surge beginning to slow in a number of states. The battle over masks is once again intensifying, especially when it comes to schools. And Miguel Almaguer has got the latest on this. Miguel, good morning. Savannah, good morning. The first batch of 400 million N95 masks President Biden committed to sending out for free is starting to arrive in some parts of the country. Their delivery comes as the debate over masks in classrooms and in the state of New York is heating up once again. Overnight confusion for New York schools and businesses as a judge strikes down the state's mask mandate, saying Governor Kathy Hochul's rule for public indoor spaces is unconstitutional. The governor vowing to fight back, and some districts saying they were told by the Department of Education that schools must continue to follow the rule. Leaving uncertainty for parents and kids this morning, as more than one million children in the U.S. have contracted the virus in a single week, there's renewed pushback against mask rules in other states. Students in Utah returning to schools without a mandate. The same is true in Virginia, where seven school districts are challenging the governor's statewide ban on mask requirements. I honestly don't want my kids in masks forever, but they know it's the right thing to do to protect others. In Los Angeles, the nation's second largest school district now says cloth masks won't cut it and will provide students and staff with surgical grade face coverings, which must be worn at all times. We need to learn to adapt so that we will survive COVID. And that does mean, for example, uh, upping our mask game. It comes as pockets of the country pass Omicron's peak. Top doctors are warning the latest COVID wave may not be the last. The worst case scenario would be that when we do that, we get another variant that might be difficult, that would elude some of the protection from vaccination. The cautious outlook comes amid a national drop in new infections, but more than 2,200 people are dying each day, and 16 states are still seeing cases spike. Meanwhile, COVID mitigation tools promised by the Biden administration are finally getting into the hands of Americans. Free at-home test kits are starting to be delivered, and pharmacies in the Midwest are already distributing high-grade face masks with availability expected to expand by Friday. The FDA is also ending the use for now of two monoclonal antibody treatments, saying the treatments made by Regeneron and Eli Lilly are not effective against the Omicron variant. The FDA adding both treatments could be used later in the pandemic as new variants emerge. Savannah. Interesting, Miguel. Thank you very much. Uh, coming up on 712, Craig joins us now with a story we're following. Yeah, Craig, good morning. Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. We want to turn to a troubling spike in carjackings in many major cities, part of a larger violent crime wave that's sweeping the country right now. NBC national correspondent Gabe Gutierrez joins us with more on this one. Gabe, good morning to you. Craig, good morning. Comprehensive national data on carjackings is not available from the FBI, but many large cities are reporting a significant rise during the pandemic. 
Police call it a crime of opportunity. Carjackers attacking unsuspecting drivers, swiping their vehicle, and in some cases, more. They're taking cars with all weapons, gunpoint, knives. This shocking attack in New York City caught on NYPD body cam video. The suspect able to get away, speeding down a busy street, plowing into parked cars as police tried to stop him. In Washington, D.C., council candidate Nate Fleming was recently carjacked at a gas station. The suspect seen pulling up in a red SUV. One points a gun at Fleming, then brazenly gets into his car. Guns were pointing to my face before I could blink an eye. And in New Orleans, a family forced out of their car. And just started screaming, there's kids, there's kids. Police data shows carjackings are on the rise in many cities, up 55% in New York, 63% in Minneapolis, and a staggering 85% in Philadelphia. The rising numbers are beyond troubling. Officials warning food delivery and rideshare drivers should be on particularly high alert. In Philadelphia, a man delivering food shot an armed teenager who demanded his keys, leaving the teen in critical condition. Police say many times young joyriders are responsible. Our carjacking offenders are increasingly younger and younger. We're trying to encourage our young people to make better decisions. Another example of rising violent crime, the recent shootings of police officers from Houston to D.C. In New York City, the new mayor, a retired police captain, is now promising more cops on streets and subways, including the reinstatement of plainclothes officer units to stem the flow of illegal firearms. We will not surrender our city to the violent few. Some tips to avoid carjackings. Always lock your doors and windows. Never leave your car running unattended. And be especially aware in public places like gas stations. Craig. All right. Good tips, Gabe. Gabe, thank you. All right. Al's tracking a new round of frigid mm -hmm. temps. Mm -hmm. And as previewed yesterday, rubbing his hands together. What yes. might be another Wait, winter storm. Well, right? we're, we're looking at a little uh, snow here in Chicago. Oh. A little clipper that's going to come across. That's going to bring a little light snow here, too. But the main event is going to be coming up this weekend. We'll look at that in just a little bit. But let's look at these cold temperatures we're talking about. we got this big western ridge of high pressure out west, Hudson Bay Low, and this is basically a conveyor belt for cold air to come on in here. International Falls right now, air temperature, wind chill. Well, the good news is there's no wind, but it's still 24 below. Des Moines, it feels like 20 below. 9 below in Chicago. 10 in Detroit. Minus 1 in Indianapolis. The Arctic Express today, the coldest air is basically going to be in the Plains and the Midwest. St. Louis, 16 degrees below average. Rapid City at 26. Oklahoma City, 11 degrees cooler than average at 39. Tomorrow, that cold air moves to the east. Cleveland, you're going to feel like you're actually going to, it's actually going to be 17 degrees. 17 degrees below average. Jacksonville, 5 degrees below average. And so this cold air is just going to stay locked in here from Minneapolis, Detroit, down to Memphis, Atlanta, Raleigh, and Washington, D.C., and that's going to set up what's coming for the weekend, which we're going to tell you about in the next 30 minutes. Coming up, as promised, we're going to talk about this storm, what we know and what we're, we're waiting to see. Okay. What is in the cone of uncertainty, as you yes, like to say? Right. Not to be confused with the cone of silence. Yeah, all right. Different, different <laughs> cone. Coming up, we've got some new problems for Peloton, another popular TV character suffering a heart attack while using its bike, while in the real world, a major shareholder calls on the company to fire its CEO and seek a sale. How Peloton is reacting this morning. Plus, paying more and getting less inside the soaring cost for your family to eat out as inflation takes a bite out of the restaurant and fast food industry, an industry that does not need it. But mm. first, this is Today on NBC. Nice. Mm -hmm.
ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's 7.30. It is Tuesday. It's January the 25th, 2022. This is a live look at Boulder, Colorado. Folks are waking up to some passing snow showers there. Well, Al's got a full forecast, the outlook. A new winter storm on the way. That looks beautiful. Good to see that we're not the yeah. only ones that kept the Christmas decorations Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty shot, pretty song. Nice mm. way to start the day. Let's get to your headlines. It's 7.30 now on a Tuesday morning and breaking overnight. North Korea fired two cruise missiles into the sea this morning. It is the North's fifth weapons test this month. Tension has been growing in that region in recent weeks. Kim Jong-un vowing to bolster the military and warning he could lift a self-imposed moratorium on testing atomic bombs and long-range missiles. A flurry of recent tests has sparked the U.S. to push for fresh U.N. sanctions against North Korea. A Navy jet conducting exercises in the South China Sea crashed yesterday while trying to land on the deck of an aircraft carrier. Navy officials say that pilot ejected before the aircraft hit the deck of the USS Carl Vinson. He was safely recovered by a helicopter. In all, seven sailors were hurt. Three were evacuated for medical treatment in the Philippines. They're all in stable condition this morning. Now to an historic night on the game show Jeopardy. And a 39-day total of $1,319,800. We now have the second longest streak in Jeopardy history. Amy Schneider, an engineering manager from California, won her 39th consecutive game on Monday's episode. That sets a new record for the second longest winning streak in the show's history. Schneider now only trailing Ken Jennings, who won 74 in a row back in 2004. Mm, she wow. is on a roll. All right. Uh, also this morning, Peloton facing a fresh set of public relations problems. Yeah, the fitness giant has seen its shares of a share of ups and downs in recent months, and now all eyes are on the company and its CEO to see where they go from here. NBC's Erin McLaughlin is in Los Angeles. She's on the story. Erin, good morning. Good morning, guys. Peloton is once again facing an uphill climb after a string of setbacks, including yet another fictional health emergency involving its bike and a main character of a major streaming series, Showtime's Billions. Spoiler alert, if you're a fan of that show and haven't seen the premiere, you may want to look away. 
The brand touted as a portal for fitness experiences, quickly becoming a portal for Hollywood plot lines. During the season premiere of Showtime's Billions, the character Michael Wagner, or Wags, suffers a heart attack while riding a Peloton bike. If this storyline sounds strangely familiar, that's because it is. During the premiere of the Sex and the City reboot and just like that, Mr. Big's character dies of a heart attack following a rigorous Peloton workout. John! Lucky for Wags, the paramedics arrive before he even knows what's happening, and Wags lives to see another day. The series even offering up a nod to Mr. Big's demise. It's a small heart attack. Mild as baby bell cheese. Stents are in. I'm not going out like Mr. Big. Show sources tell NBC News that the voiceover was added after the scene was filmed, having been written and shot last spring. The similarity between the two, a complete coincidence. Peloton once again separating fact from fiction, releasing a statement saying it did not agree for the brand to be used during the episode, noting cardiovascular exercise helps people lead long, happy lives. One of many bumps on the road for the newly beleaguered brand. On Monday, a major shareholder penned a letter to the Peloton board of directors, demanding it fire its co-founder and CEO, John Foley, citing repeated failures to effectively lead, also calling for the company to be sold, accusing Peloton of not capitalizing on its success during the pandemic. Late last week, the company's share price plummeted 24 percent, triggered by leaked internal documents pointing to a company in peril, which Peloton says were taken out of context. This following a string of mishaps, including the safety recall of the Tread Plus and amid reports of sagging sales as Americans return to the gym. While experts believe Peloton can recover from becoming the unwitting star of small screen storylines, this morning there are new questions about the future of a brand once celebrated as a pandemic success story, now struggling to pedal through. Aaron, how about competition from other brands? Is that impacting Peloton as well? Yeah, well, analysts say competition is a factor. Brands such as Lululemon and Apple are all in this space, and some worry Peloton's core product is not unique enough. We should mention we reached out to Peloton about some of these other troubles, but have not heard back. Savannah? All right, Aaron McLaughlin, thank you mm -hmm. very much. Up next, less value in those value meals. A closer look at the impact of inflation on your next fast food order as shortages and higher costs take a toll on Several popular chains nationwide. First, these messages. We're back 738 with In-Depth Today, and this morning, the return of fast food deals. Yeah, after many promotions were sidelined during the pandemic, some chains are bringing back those popular value meals. But with decades high levels of inflation, you may not be getting as much bang for your buck. Not as much value in the value meal. NBC's Tom Costello has more on this one for us. Hey, Tom. Yeah, this is going to resonate. You know, we've been talking about this for months, the, the record inflation hitting every aspect of American life. And with fast food chains and restaurants facing higher cross, costs rather, across the board, one thing you're probably seeing is that deals are not as cheap as they once were. And now they may even come with a catch. Whether you're grabbing a bite to eat or supermarket shopping, Everybody's shelling out more cash these days. 
And just as we're seeing value meals return to some fast food menus, rising food and labor costs are leading many chains to also hike prices. Little Caesars raising the price of its signature hot and ready pizza for the first time in two decades, from $5 to $5.55. At Popeyes, you'll now pay a dollar more if you order the popular big box deal in person. And Domino's Pizza also looking to drive digital growth, announcing that its classic $7.99 deal will only be offered online, and you'll only get eight wings instead of 10. These cost increases are certainly uh, tough to absorb. We are taking some pricing actions, you know, this year relative to our national offers and, and our franchisees at the local level have tools to adjust their menu prices and their delivery fees. The ongoing supply chain crisis is also impacting menus. On Chick-fil-A's app, this warning to customers that some menu items may be unavailable or prepared differently. Inflation is also taking a toll on sit-down dining. Jelaine Upwin is the owner of Max Downtown in El Paso, Texas. The prices have tripled. It's, it's outrageous. Even buying the basics is a challenge. It's ridiculous that we can't go to Sam's and get ketchup because they're out of ketchup for weeks at a time. It took me two months to get straws. I couldn't get straws, individually packaged straws. I, I, I was like, what do you mean I can't get straws? The cost of eating at home is soaring. Groceries or the food at home index rose 6.5% in 2021. That's the largest year-over-year -year increase in 13 years. And many big food manufacturers, including General Mills and Campbell Soup, predict more price hikes later this month. Empty shelves and rising costs are leading to a growing demand for store brand items, less costly and sometimes more available. Until we have the pandemic behind us and until we take the steps we need to to make the supply chains resilient for the long term, we're going to continue to face issues any given month. I mean, so Tom, the supply chain issues notwithstanding, labor shortages, what do we know about the effect that that might be having on the cost? Abs absolutely. You know, we're seeing millions of Americans quit their jobs during the so-called great resignation. And companies are scrambling to offer higher wages in order to staff up. Oftentimes, though, those costs get passed down to all of us who are uh, really trying to buy something, right, in the form of what we're paying, especially for restaurants where the margins are already very very, very thin. So they can't afford to eat those extra costs. As a result, you and I are going to be paying more for that burger, the taco, the soda, whatever the case may be. Don't mean to make you hungry, though, so early in the morning. Too late, Mr. <laughs> Costello, too late. Thank you so much. Right. Uh, so those are the problems. Tomorrow we'll take a look at some of the solutions as well, uh, including some money-saving tips for your next trip to the grocery store. We'll do that tomorrow. It is 7.42. Mr. Roker, yeah. that check of the weather. All right, so let's ta talk about this uh, storm we've been uh, kind of previewing. And right now, so here's what we're watching. Here's what we know. Friday, we've got a clipper system coming out of Canada. That's going to bring some light snow to the northeast. We've got a deep ocean low off Florida. Now, if these two systems merge off the Carolinas as we expect them to, it's going to be a stronger snow uh, storm, and that's going to bring heavier snow. If they don't, it's a weaker storm, probably moves more out to sea, less snow, less wind. Right now, we're going to keep it along the coast, and that's going to bring snow from Bangor all the way down to Norfolk. Now, we've got the two models, the European and the American model. The American track brings it a little further offshore, so that means less snow. The European model brings a little jog closer to the northeast coast, and that would be heavier snow, a uh, bigger wind event as well. Right now, we're going to call for generally light totals along the northeastern coast. 
Coast, heavier amounts in the interior sections. However, if we have to adjust that, we'll keep you posted. That may shift a little further east. We're going to continue to watch it. Either way, it's going to be a windy event up and down the east coast, so we're going to be watching that closely as well. And that is your latest hmm. weather. Okay. Thank you, Al. Appreciate it. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com.